Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is the future of cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in the automotive industry and its supporting ecosystem and help them move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are absolutely in the right place. Let's see what the buzz is today. Okay, I have a quote from a writer named Iona Sima on digitalistmag.com at SAP. And here's the quote. Listen up. By 2020, there will be 250 million, that's right, IoT-connected cars on the world streets. If you've been hiding under a rock or under the hood of a car, IoT is Internet of Things. Think sensors. Think information think data coming in and going somewhere what are we doing with it so let's talk vehicle connectivity will have a massive and positive effect on everything we know that's our communities our environment and our quality of life every day everywhere translating connected vehicle world trends into consumable devices and usable data is the challenge guess what this is a great opportunity for young, talented, future employees, think high school, think college, coming into the workforce to help transform the automotive industry. This is such a fascinating topic. We're dividing it into two parts today. First up in the first half, we will talk about how the connected car will change our world. And then the second half, we'll talk about a lack of young talent in the industry. And I'm going to flip that into a positive, the opportunities for young talent in the automotive industry. So first half will be self-contained. I'm going to Welcome two very interesting gentlemen, Joe Barkai, industry analyst and author of The Outcome Economy, and I'm also welcoming Jim Davis, director of the Americas for the SAP Automotive Industry Business Unit at SAP. Let's start off with their opening quotes. Joe Barkai is looking back in time to 1988 to a GM commercial done by the Leo Burnett Agency. And by the way, Joe, I looked up the, uh, the origins of this commercial, and it was written partly by, there were two parts to it, Stefan Post. P-O-S-T-A-E-R in the advertising business wrote the second part of it. The commercial is, this is not your father's Oldsmobile, and there was a second part to it, and I'll find that in a minute. Joe Barkai, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, Bonnie. Good to be back. Thank you. Here's the deal. Joel Machak, M-A-C-H-A-K, wrote the famous line, and this person, Stefan Poster, wrote the tagline, the new generation of olds. And, Joe, do you remember that they started with a famous person and his, whoever it was, his daughter as the new generation? Yes? Yeah, it, it was William Shatner, yes, and his daughter, and I think this was her first and last appearance as an actress, I think. <laughs> yes, and there were reasons for that, but we won't go into that because this is not an X-rated show. They also had Ringo Starr's purple-haired daughter, and they had Dave Brubeck's brothers. Did you know that? No, I did not know that part, but I do know, I do remember your reference to the um, you know, X-rated radio show. I do remember that reference. <laughs> the TV commercial. Yeah, they had to use a little tape. Let's just leave that one alone. Joe Barkai, welcome. It's been way too long. Talk to me about why are we talking about this is not your father's Oldsmobile. Go ahead, Joe. Right. And so it's, 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 this commercial that was very successful as a commercial became almost like um, a tagline. And we use this expression again and again and again to, generate, to, to connote a major change but I chose it really not so much because there's a new generation of, of um, car technology, although at the time GM was trying to push the, I think it was the Cutlass Supreme 
not that it helped them much. Um, mm-hmm. a failure. Uh, but again, I didn't choose it because it's about new generation of, of, of car technology, nor because it's a new generation of buyers. Although, again, I think that the, con- the connotation of new generation is very important to our today's discussion. Mm-hmm. I really chose it because I believe that everything is changing nowadays. It's much more than just technology, even connectivity. And as impressed as I am by the number of connected cars, I think it's much more profound than that. Everything is changing Technologies such as electric vehicles and connectivity are just kind of one part of this change. The entire value chain is changing. We have new car makers that make Detroit nervous, although parenthetically I would say many of them would go nowhere. They will not go into production. We have new low-tier suppliers, especially from semiconductors, Intel and Qualcomm. They've never been in the business. Again, making Detroit nervous. Outsiders mm-hmm. influence the entire conversation. They really come up with new narrative, uh, but they have slow impact on, on the market. Uh, and the overall com- conversation about the role of ecosystem partners is, is really a huge part of where the industry is going. So everything is changing, not only the cars. Very, very interesting. And by the way, I owned a Cutlass Supreme Brome back in the day, Joe, and it was absolutely gorgeous, just gorgeous. The interior and the striping on the outside, the upholstery, it was just, it was just magnificent. So now I'm sports cars only, but hey, that was my last big car. Joe Barkai, always a pleasure to speak with you. And just hang tight. Let me introduce our second guest, your co-panelist today, Jim Davis at SAP Automotive Industry Business Unit. And Jim, Jim and I don't know each other well, but we have been on email with each other through this show for a long, long time. Jim sent us a quote from a gentleman named Huno, J-U-N-O-T Diaz, born in 1968, a Dominican-American writer, creative writing professor at MIT and fiction editor at Boston Review. We'll just leave it there. Here's the quote. I guess I'm just hopelessly fascinated by the realities that you can assemble out of connected fragments. Wow, Jim Davis. I don't know whether this is poetry or an opera or a ballet. How are you, Jim? (laughs) Very, very good. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Talk to me about this quote and what in the world does it have to do with connected cars? I'm interested. Yeah. So, you know, I... I think I think the the key piece in here is assemble out of connected fragments, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the way I look at this is, you know, mobility. And I, you know, I work in the automotive industry, and I focus on the automotive industry. But this is so much bigger, as Joe, you know, alluded to that that this is so much bigger than the automotive industry, right? It's about mobility, and it is in transition. Um, and we are just at the beginning, right? And everything is very, very fragmented, right? We have n- new entrances into the race for case, right? Connected, mm-hmm. autonomous, shared, electrified. Um, we've got, you know, behemoth players, you know, hundred-year-old companies that are that are in this uh, in in the OEMs. Um, we have new entrances. What we do know is this is a major disruption, right? Um, many are going to play in this space, um, but many will shrink, many will grow, many will outright fail. Um, and, you know, there are going to be great ideas that are going to rise to the top. Um, you know, they're going to morph, they're going to combine. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the companies with the best ideas won't always win, right? Um, I think, uh, and Joe alluded to it a little bit, we've got a lot of new, new entrants to, to, to the market. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a com- combination of new ideas, 
um, and the ability to execute on those ideas and still be, you know, nimble enough to react to new innovations. So I, I think we're, 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 you know, we're, we're right at the beginning of, of something, you know, something pretty incredible. And it's, it's really going to come together out of these little fragments of innovation. Um, and, you know, where is it going to go? Uh, nobody knows. Not yet. We don't know. Interesting question. I just want to pose a quick question for first Jim and then Joe. Does the consumer really care about all this? We're talking, I think, at almost an industry level here. Uh, we're talking about connectivity and IoT. Is this transparent? Is this obvious to the consumer, Jim? Do, do people listening say, oh, gee, can't wait to get my connected car. This is going to be a while. They say, hey, just give me a car that performs, that may be nice to the environment, that fits in my garage, or maybe I'll go into car sharing. How, how much does the consumer actually care? Or is this more industry focused right now? You know, I I, I think it's it's just like any new innovation or new new technology, right? You're, you've got the early adopters who are kind of geeking and geeking out about you know certain certain things, and they're very aware. But then you've got a you know a large portion of the market that's just you know that that you know let's say interacts within the ecosystem, right? Whatever that ecosystem may be. Um, but the good, like I said, you know, the good ideas are going to bubble to the top and uh, interesting things that bring value to consumers will start to change their behavior. They'll, they'll start to move to, um, you know, whatever, you know, fits them lifestyle-wise or economically or... Um, you said you know, it. What, you nailed it. Whatever starts to change their behavior. That's what I was looking for. Let me get... Thank you, Jim. Joe Barkai, thoughts on that, please? Yeah, well, first of all, I think all new cars are connected. So I think we should kind of stop counting cars. All cars are connected because they're features that require connectivity. Regulations okay. will get there. That's not an important number. It's very impressive, but it's not important. So it's not about the connections or the conduits, but rather the content of the data that flows through this. So this goes mm-hmm. back to the point you just were talking about, which is the value. So what is the value that the consumer gets from having a connected car? And until we focus on the content and the value, uh, the audience would just kind of remain lukewarm about their attitude. Um, part of this discussion is also who pays for it. And Bonnie, you and I, I had a conversation in the past about the business models and the digital identity of the drivers. So mm-hmm. long as the OEMs continue to charge for services that consumers have anyway, again, connectivity will not provide the right value equation for the consumer. Um, so part of it is really what are the business models that we use in order to communicate and deliver the value in, in connectivity. So let's not count cars. Um, let's count content and service providers that deliver value to consumers. Thank you. Thank you, both of you. Very well done. Uh, quick question for each of you. We're not going to go too deep into this today, but Joe Barkai, where are you calling from and what's your favorite drink? Then we'll do Jim and then we'll quickly dive into our roundtable so we can make this discussion very, very, very deep within the next 15 minutes. So, Joe, where are you and what's your favorite drink? So I'm calling out of my home office outside of Boston. Uh, favorite drink really depends on time of day. We usually talk about coffee here. But today mm-hmm. was my small contribution to global operations and collaboration. <laughs> By that, I mean that uh, it's one of the days where I start very early to have conference calls with China and India. So I'm past my uh, coffee time, although I do have a backup. Uh, I think it's Pete's coffee. Uh, and I have just clear water to take me through the conversation today. You're, you're copying me. That's no fair, Joe. I'm supposed to be the only one with water. Thank you. Jim Davis, where are you today and what's in your cup? Tell me. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm calling from you know the automotive powerhouse uh, city of Columbus, Ohio. Um, that's a little tongue in cheek. Um, and what's in my <laughs> cup? It's uh, it's a custom mix of uh, Starbucks Verona dark decaf and Dunkin' Donuts hazelnut. So, Whoa! And who cool. makes the custom mix? Is that something you do in a coffee maker at home, or you just take a half a cup of each and you pour them together? I it 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 goes in it goes into the filter half and half. So. There, I've, I've never heard that one before. This is the first time a Starbucks and a Dunkin' Donuts together in one. Very interesting. Thank you, Jim. You can come back on the show anytime. I like that. <laughs> and they don't let me anywhere near caffeine on Tuesdays because I'm doing two shows almost back to back. And this is the first one. And we're doing two shows out of one show right now. So this is fascinating. Yes, just cool, clear water and a cool, clear mug. I'm in Durham, North Carolina. And guess what? There is so much fog here right now that when I opened my bedroom window, I couldn't see outside to the pond, which is about 30 feet behind my house. Couldn't see the pond, and I couldn't even see the screens on my back porch from the living room. That's how foggy it is. So there you go. It will it will uninvert soon. So here we go. So now it's time for our roundtable. No breaks because we are just barreling through here. Joe Barkai, I'm going to read one of your statements, and let's get you to do a, a two-minute dive, and then we'll get Jim's comments, and then we'll go to one of his. You say connected cars is a general term for cars with advanced safety features. ADAS and eventually autonomous but still connected cars promise let me just read a little bit reduced road fatalities uh, reduced pollution and traffic and transit optimization this is something consumers care about Joe is this here now or is it still coming no it's certainly still coming uh, in part because it takes time for those um, technologies to implement it ADAS, uh, as a general class of safety features, is really making its way slowly into cars. So if you buy a car today, you have many features that we in the industry classify as ADAS. Things such as blind spot warning, lane departure, um, responsive cruise or automatic cruise control, etc., etc. So they're coming in little by little. Uh, and as we get to enough cars on the roads, which is a very, very important point to make, we'll start seeing some impact on uh, fatalities. Uh, as even though these are not necessarily electric cars, it's likely that in the same time we'll get some electric cars, we'll get the density of electric cars increased, so we'll see some reduction in pollution. But I need to emphasize a number of points here. First, this is true for urban areas, primarily for the coastal cities. Uh, if we look at the entire population of cars in the U.S. or, or, or economies such as India and China, the, the, the penetration rate is not going to be the same. So that's one point. We'll take, it'll take time to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, to see more, both improvement in safety and reduction in pollution. Um, I did send the math a while ago. The average age of cars in the U.S. is nearly 12 years, and, and the cars are getting older yeah. because baby boomers are not buying as many as before. Cars are reliable, so there's no need to buy new cars. So the fact that we talk about so many millions of connected cars and safe cars is nice, but there are also going to be so many non-connected or, or less safe um, cars. And I often, when I present on a topic, I I joke, I say, you know, I'm I'm from Boston. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, really worried about the time, and it's going to be a long time, where we see a combination of smart cars and stupid drivers on the road. Uh, And this is not going to be funny. So it'll be a while before we see the positive impact uh, of of connected cars. One last quick point is about traffic uh, and and transit optimization reduction in congestion. In theory, this might happen, but at the same time, there's another kind of competing school of theory, which means 
which says that there's, if there's more if there's more demand, or I'm sorry, there's more supply, there'll be more demand. Mm-hmm. In other words, if we reduce congestion, we free up the highways and more drivers will get on the highway. So we may not see this very, very um, soon. Thank you very much. I'd love to get Jim Davis's comments on this. Jim, agree or disagree? What do you see? Yeah, I, you know, I think the things that, that Joe brings up are, you know, are right on spot, right? So, you know, the urban, the urbanization, you know, piece, we've, we've have a high concentration, um, of people in the cities. I think that's where we'll, we'll see a lot of these things. Um, you know, I, I think one of the, the elements that, that he brings up also is, is interesting around, you know, the old cars versus, you know, the new, newer, more connected, more capable cars and, and the impact on safety, right? So, um, and, the ability for people to afford those new cars is 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 going to drive adoption. That's where I see you know a lot of companies starting to make changes in their business models. Right, um, you know, at new entrants, uh, for example, you know, Waymo um, mm-hmm. is is looking at the autonomous. Let's let's call it the Uber or Lyft type of business model. Um, you know, this this takes you know the the initial investment that a that a millennial needs to do uh, um, to gain mobility. Again, not buy a car, but gain mobility to you know essentially down to zero. Um, we're seeing companies look at subscription business models where. You know, for a single price, for a monthly fee, you get access to a vehicle um, that includes maintenance, it includes insurance, it includes, you know, access to not just a single vehicle, but a, a, a range of vehicles uh, in many cases. So, you know, again, it, it, it takes an upfront fee. Uh, it, you know, it still takes a financial commitment, but it's a lot less of a commitment than a traditional lease or vehicle ownership. So... You know, I, 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 I see. You know, I, I agree with the things that, that that Joe says. I think there there will be some creative things that are, that will hopefully, I think, speed the transition um, and maybe get some of those old clunkers um, uh, off the road that are that are less capable, less safe. Oh, my little 350Z, the one that came out just before the 370s debuted, doesn't want to be called an old little clunker. It's just so cute. No, Everybody loves my not. car, so it's not going. It's not going <laughs> away. It's my re- fourth. <laughs> but will they be relegated to a you know to a track on a weekend as opposed to? Well, I do go on road rallies here with the guys with the I sports cars, so maybe that's maybe it's just a question of popularity. I don't know. <laughs> The only single woman in the road rally who owns a sports car. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. Uh, Joe, a quick comment on what Jim said, and then I, I think we have time for one very interesting statement from Jim's list. So, Joe, any comments on what Jim Jim added? Yes, yeah, Joe yeah. and Jim. Definitely, we'll see many changes in car ownership, and, and um, whether it's um, more kind of fractional ownership or Waymo-type activities and many new innovations which were just waiting to happen. And, and I think they all have, in, at the end, very positive impact on car ownership. And I'm really worried about or interested in the impact, positive impact uh, on mobility and fatalities. So we talked about um, reduction in fatalities. Every year, I think there are about 1.3 million fatalities worldwide, 30-some mm-hmm. thousand in the U.S., and add to this property manage and damage and injuries. So that's positive. And when it comes to the point where we have autonomous cars sufficiently you know, available, it's really not about us on the phone that can drive and perhaps even like to drive. 
I'm really interested in the positive impact autonomous driving, autonomous vehicles will have on the elderly, on people with disabilities, on children. Yeah. This is where we need to focus, create those opportunities to help, you know, to improve in- inclusiveness uh, in, in the yes. society which today is very and difficult that, to accomplish. Joe, that goes back to my question to Jim in the beginning and to you, do consumers really care? And the answer could be, heck, yes, if it helps us with, with getting people from one place to the other safely and efficiently and more easily all the way around. Thank you, Jim and Joe. Jim, here's a comment from your notes here. You say by the year 2025, around 80 billion IoT devices will be online, and we're not talking just about cars here, resulting in 180 ZB Zigabytes, I'm assume, or beta, ziga, zeta, sub, zeta, zeta bytes of data. Let me read beta the next bytes, yeah. sentence, and that's what I want you to talk about. Companies in the automotive space can meet their digital transformation goals with innovative technology that taps into and capitalizes on, and here's the list, IoT, Internet of Things, big data, analytics, machine learning, blockchain, data intelligence, design thinking, and the cloud platform. That is a lot for companies to think about. How close are they to using these, taking this opportunity to capitalize? Jim, what do you see? Well, I think, again, it's, it's, it's very early on. So what we see is, is again, kind of a, a fragmentation, right? And that depending on the business models that they're choosing and the technologies that they're choosing from a from a vehicle standpoint, you know, I, I think I think all of the companies, both new you know new entrants into the into the market as well as the the, the more established automakers, you know, everyone kind of has a, has a mixed bag at this point in time, um, and you know, I think I think the challenge is is trying to figure out. You know, which everybody is trying to do, trying to figure out how to monetize, how to bring value. You know, where where is the value to the consumer? Um, and again, it's it needs to be very customer focused. Uh, otherwise, you won't get the adoption. Um, but you know, everybody's trying to figure that out. So I think I think we see a very you know, very chaotic, very mixed bag of of, um, of technologies and, and approaches um, and monetization models uh, going forward. So um, which ones will win? You know, it, it's anybody's guess. That's another couple of shows. Just let me read one more thing here. You say that automotive companies need to be moved beyond the novelty phase of the current state of connectedness and develop use cases that benefit consumers, owners, insurers, maintainers, manufacturers, municipalities, and ultimately in the environment. I think that's a good good wish list there. Joe Barkai, comment on what Jim just added, please. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I'm just looking at the at a deck of a slide that I'm preparing for, I'm, I'm going to address the Israeli automotive industry next week. One of the slides reads, Hype, Innovation, Fragmentation, Opportunity. So the hype and the excitement leads to innovation, but as Jim said repeatedly, it also causes fragmentation. But these create opportunities for new models. But I want to really kind of add to this the observation that it's all about the value of data, of course. And yes, mm-hmm. we're going to have tons of data, zettabytes and what have you. But we have major issues around semantic models, so it's not about flow of data, but do we, can we make sense out of the data? And because of the fragmentation, because of the excitement, these data models are not compatible, so they create uh, new barriers to adoption. And a huge part of it, which we've not touched upon yet, and we can go there, Bonnie, I guess, is around privacy and security of data. It's one thing to Joe, have tons of data, that's but that's part three. That's yeah, a I'm whole sorry, other show. 
That's a whole other show. And you know what? It's time right now for us to zip around to the predictions part of the show because we're almost done with our first half. So, Joe Barkai, while I have you on the microphone here, why don't you look into the crystal ball? Let's take it up to 2020, which is not that far away anymore, Joe. And what do you see? I'm going to give you exactly 60 seconds because we're just about ready to close out. We want to give Jim his 60 seconds of predictions glory here. So, Joe Barkai, look into the crystal ball. 60 seconds. Vit, vit, go. Of course. So 2020 is not going to look much different than today. We'll see a lot of technology innovation. We still see a tremendous amount of fragmentation and car makers not knowing necessarily how to respond. So they will continue to kind of hedge their bets and invest in technology, uh, set up more activity in Silicon Valley. They will invest in Waymo and others. It's going to be very similar to today. Um, So to summarize... We'll see technology innovation uh, in progress. We are not going to be enough business model uh, innovation and adoption. Sorry to Thank be so you. pessimistic, but that's my view. That's okay. We always want an honest viewpoint. Jim Davis, I have exactly 60 seconds for you. Vite, vite. That's quick, quick in French. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> what Joe said. Um, <laughs> Um, you've, got, you've got 50 seconds now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Actually, we don't. We're just about ready to wrap up here. So, Jim, one sentence from you. Come on. What do you see? 30 seconds. Go. I, th- I, think, I think we're going to see a continuing disruption. I, got, I think we'll see, um, as Joe said, it's not 2020 where the big changes happen. It's more 2030 is where we'll start to see, wh- we'll start to see winners and losers um, emerge, both in in companies, but in in business models and technologies and 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 value. That's, Thank you. We're going to stop right there. And I know who two of the winners emerging already are: Joe Barkai, industry analyst, and Jim Davis at SAP. And a shout out to Dave Parrish, Miranda Labate for helping put this together. We have Michael Dietz at SAP waiting on deck for part two. Joe Barkai is coming back. A shout out, of course, RIP, our dear friend who started the series with me three years ago, Larry Stoley. Our car guy, we still miss you. Damn it, Larry. Okay, here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and get a connected car. Oh, you probably already have one. Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. We'll be right back in two minutes with another episode. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to the Future of Cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.